I saw Snuggle Snuggle. Snuggle Pants. I'm not getting a no from Rebecca. No snuggling. <laughs> God, I want you, woman. <laughs> Hurt. That one came from depths. And I think there's more. <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> Is that what you're releasing? In pain. <laughs> In need. <laughs> this one wanting to be thinner. This, this one, one just wants to, to burp. <laughs> And do I help them? No. <laughs> it's stuck down deep. <laughs> I can feel it. My upper sphincter is not working. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Yeah, held it together. I'm Yay! proud of you. I saw you losing it for a second there. All I could think was my upper sphincter is not working <laughs> properly. Zero context. How are y'all this week? Wonderful. Wunderbar. I'd be even better once this gas escapes, which I'm sure you'll all hear that soon. So it's fine. Probably. You guys don't realize how many belches get cut out of these episodes. And yet they still make it in. I can't help it. I'm a gassy lady. No, it's wonderful. I love it. They're usually like full bodied and guttural. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Full bodied makes it sound fancy like a nice glass of wine. Like a Chianti. Which is not the case. (laughs) Uh, Story time. Story time. (laughs) Story time. So I just need to put out a disclaimer. The timeline's messy on this one just because I couldn't find a reliable source. And by reliable source, I mean two sources that said the same thing in the same order. So I'm just going to give it to y'all as I see fit. Are you telling us about statics? Or Philadelphia? Order and meaning. Does it though? Okay. So born in the late winter months in 1748. Mixed sources on the month, but they seem to agree that the day was the 22nd day. (laughs) Some said like January 22nd. Some said February 22nd. 22nd day of a month that was cold. In late winter. Um, in Malden, Middlesex County, Massachusetts, uh, was a man who had a knack for being on Lady Luck's good side. Okay. Timothy Dexter came from a poor family that immigrated from Ireland around a century previously. He received little education growing up and received his first job as a farmhand at the age of eight. By his- oh, yeah. Child labor laws didn't exist. Got it. Back in the 1700s? No. No, no. they didn't. We're, we're, I'm on the right page. Sorry. <laughs> She's like, what? Had to get in the right time frame. By his early teens, Dexter left the farm and managed to receive an apprenticeship with a leather dresser, moving to Boston to start working towards mastering the craft. While generally considered a career path for the lower class, Dexter's teachers in Boston had monopolized the art of working with Moroccan leather, a material that was in high demand for the fashion influencers of the time. Moroccan leather. In Fa- Boston fa- in the 1700s? Fancy schmancy. While it didn't bring home a ton of bacon, it was still lucrative. <laughs> Leathers. It, it didn't. Bacon. Oh, that wasn't the joke. It's just I didn't pay a whole lot. Leather, leather, and bacon. I was thinking like we're taking things. apart the animal. She's making a reference to the stuff that's being. You leather know. comes from cows. Bacon comes from pigs. We're working on the farm. Leather <laughs> can come from pigs, right? Leather, yeah, it can technically come from anything with a skin. 
I've got a skin. Can you leather me? <laughs> yes, nipple belts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about those. Thanks for bringing that back. Uh-huh. Don't Google Anytime. that, kids. In 1769, at the age of 21, Dexter had completed his apprenticeship and decided to go into the leather making business himself, specializing in gloves and moose hide breeches. And what? Because what? Moose hide breeches? Because apparently oh. that was a thing. Okay, so I guess leather can come from anything with skin. Oh, I've been hanging out with Tiffany way too much. You think it had moose knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I am losing my mind. Someone uh, get me off this podcast. Not if you um, treat the leather properly. You can't escape. Then there should be no creases. <laughs> moose knuckles. <laughs> It was during this time that a couple things happened, and the timeline gets a little murky, but there's a few things we know for sure. <laughs> That's usually how time works. A couple things happen during any given amount of time. Was it wibbly wobbly? Timey wimey stuff. Anyway, he did initially, so Dexter, still talking about Dexter, he did initially set up his own leather working business and located it in Charleston, which was known in Boston for its leather goods. There's a lot of like intercontinental connection, like Moroccan leather in Boston and then Charleston known as yeah where did they get moose in Boston did they have it shipped from this was the 1700s are they Moroccan moose (laughs) (laughs) Moroccan moose would that be a camel (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they have do they have moose in Boston it was the 1700s I don't know what they had there's no way to know (laughs) (laughs) Moroccan moose or camels Camel knuckle doesn't have the same ring. Mm-mm. Okay. Camel toe, however. Ah, how did <laughs> I miss that? <laughs> Jesus, I'm off. Dexter eventually met, charmed, and married Elizabeth Frothingham, a wealthy 32-year-old woman with four children. It was in her house that he ultimately decided to set up shop for his leather business. Leather. Elizabeth was mocked for marrying a much younger man who was also a couple social tears beneath her. You get it, cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Is 32 cougar level? Well, he's like 21, 22. Yeah. And this is 1700s. I'm not ready to be a cougar. You've always been a cougar to me. Donate to Patreon so we can be cougars. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a cougar. I'm a cougar. Isn't there? What's that? There's a cougar dating app. It's like, I'm a cougar. She's a cougar. Wouldn't you like to be a cougar too? Is it a carrier pigeon? Date a cougar. No. (laughs) <laughs> it's a commercial for a cougar dating website what are you okay i'll um, find it we'll link it despite all of this all of this dexter was able to save a bit of money with his craft um it quickly became apparent that dexter was attracted more to elizabeth's wealth than herself <gasps> and dexter quickly became a pain to his more affluent neighbors which included john hancock what? governor of the commonwealth and thomas russell one of the richest men in the county in the what do one of the richest men in the county. <laughs> that is not what she said and the first Charlie. time. Char- Charleston. Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> Having Southern <laughs> states. <laughs> cities. Fuck. Commonwealths. <laughs> okay. Bottom of biscuit. <laughs> Having married into money, he was not considered among his peers to be one of them. A fact Dexter worked to disprove. This becomes a recurring theme with him. <gasps> Disproving? No, no, it's not the you TV show. Cocksucker! <laughs> Why are you calling me that? Hold, Hold on. on, as she aggressively looks at her phone. Did I do it again? We're talking about Timothy Dexter. You cocksucker! 
She just had it bookmarked. She didn't do a whole lot of research on it. Okay. So I guess my hunch that you liked the story was true? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, I can... you remember when I told you there's somebody that I want to be recently? Is this it? Yes. Continue. Oh, Sorry, geez. I got aggressive. I was about to say that that was not a clap either. That was her being angry. <sighs> well, then. It only took you like 20 paragraphs to get to this point. Okay. One of them, money, Dexter wants to be popular, blah, blah, blah. Part of this included Dexter pestering these local gentlemen for a seat in public office. And by pestering, I mean Tiffany style. (laughs) Like submitting multiple petitions to the Malden, Massachusetts governing body until probably just to get him to shut the hell up. They created a position for Dexter. That's how I've gotten a lot of stuff in life. (laughs) The position was called Informer of Deer. D E A R? D E E. Wait. <laughs> I got excited. Some not of, moose? Not moose. Some of his or duties. This will make sense in a second, and this is why they gave it to him. Some of his duties involved keeping track of the town's bond populations. Those who appointed Dexter to this position conveniently left out the fact that Malden's government records noted the last deer had disappeared from Malden around 19 years before. <laughs> they must have gone with the Boston moose. They must have. Either way, Dexter was happy. Now that he no longer needed to pursue a public office, this allowed Dexter time to multiply his wealth. He started with the continental dollar. By Do your, your ears hang low? <laughs> Do they wobble to and fro? Do they depreciate in value? <laughs> Not this one. Are they chocolate? covered though <laughs> no Chocolate um after this though. okay so what's the continental dollar after the revolutionary excuse me at the start of the revolutionary war the united states issued its own paper currency dubbed the continental dollar though around 250 million dollars quote-unquote worth of this currency was manufactured vendors were skeptical of its actual value and therefore many decided not to accept the currency and it was kind of overprinted too Fair. Mm-hmm. and anyone who went to school that sounds mean we know overprinting money's bad <laughs> so to put this in perspective in november of 1776 19 million dollars in continental currency had been issued and one could still buy one dollar's worth of goods for one dollar in paper by november 1778 31 million dollars had been issued and it took six dollars in paper to buy the same amounts by 1779 226 million dollars was in circulation and it took 40 dollars in paper to buy one dollar in goods good googly moogly yeah inflation bad during the war soldiers had been paid with this next to useless currency dexter's neighbors including hancock and russell started buying the currency back to build up you know public confidence so as an act of good good deed good deed act um, an act of good deed dexter took note of what his neighbors were doing and, and in an ever-going quest to gain approval from his influential neighbors he started buying continental dollars too and he bought a lot of them gathering both his and his wife's savings Oh, no. He bought all of them he could for fractions of pennies on the dollar. While this investment was bad enough to give economists of today nightmares, this is where Dexter's luck started to kick in. When the Constitution was ratified in the 1790s, the Continentals were allowed to be traded in for U.S. Treasury bonds for 1% face value. Well, this was mostly done for Alexander Hamilton, who had also quite a bit of this currency. Dexter made bank. Of course, because he had a lot of it. Because he's cool. I love that was like a perfect depiction of the difference between the two of you. And it was said simultaneously. That made me really happy. (laughs) So despite his newfound astronomical wealth, Dexter still couldn't break into the inner circle that was his elitist peers. Because they're dicks. 
So this was mostly because Dexter was considered crude, distasteful, and had a habit of not being able to keep his mouth shut during inopportune moments. And Tiffany. Um, oh, yeah. Tiffany. I mean, same. But still, <laughs> there's a reason, reason that we did, were not alive in the 1700s. It's a reason neither one of us we was would be most burned. popular. We would be burned as witches. Or anything um, for that matter. Dexter, however, was convinced his rejection was just because his neighbors were stuck up. Valid. <laughs> probably was this called Dexter to pack up his wife and her children and move to Newburyport Massachusetts it was here that Dexter purchased cream colored horses a coach that had his initials carved on the side a fleet of shipping vessels uh, but some sources say he only had two built and then built a lavish chateau looking over the sea oh, I want to be him like no expense was spared on his chateau right down to the 40 giant wooden statues Dexter had commissioned that graced the property. Were they of him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These statues included, included important people that were especially important to United States history, such as Washington, Jefferson, and Adams, all the way to the goddesses of fame and liberty, Adam and Eve, and of course, one of himself. Yes. His statue came complete with the description. I am the first in the East, the first in the West, and the greatest philosopher in the Western world. Remember, he dropped out of school at eight. I'm digging this man. Like, he, you're slanting this. Okay. He was magnificent, and everybody else sucked balls. What? (laughs) (laughs) You got really aggressive really fast. Yeah. I, what? It was, his neighbors didn't like him because they sucked balls. Oh, did I? There's nothing wrong with sucking balls. Everybody enjoys it, but, um, not everyone. (laughs) Uh, well, back to the story. One of these statues costs two thousand dollars, which today is thirty thousand four hundred and thirty-seven dollars and one cent for a wooden statue. Yep. Look, why didn't he just go hire the guy at the carnival that does were, like chainsaw carvings? There were forty statues on his property. Look, yeah, but if I thousand dollars each. If I had the money to blow, I'm not saying I would, but there's a small chance that I'd commission a statue of myself. Do you have any idea how bad every time I drive past that place by us that has like the outdoor statues and they have the giant Bigfoot statues? Mm -hmm. I want one, right? (laughs) So if I had spare funds, you statues would be So this is our boy. He's our B-O-I. I'm I'm not going that far yet. So he could be a fuck boy for all we know. In Tiffany fashion, someone by the name of Samuel L. Knapp had this to say about the many statues Dexter had. I'm so excited. <clears throat> it made the bumpkins stare and gave the owner the greatest pleasure. That they were staring or just the statues People in stared at the statues, but it gave Dexter great pleasure that they were taking in his grand estate. So, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, check this statue and check that statue. You want Adam and Eve? They're over there in the garden. You want Washington? I put wooden teeth in that bitch. Go check it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go check it out. So as expected, Dexter's neighbors were not pleased with the fact that Dexter was doing a hell of a job on their property values. It sounds like neighbors in the 1700s just need to mind their own business. Right? So they started feeding Dexter with bad investment advice every chance they could get with the hope that they could bankrupt this eccentric man so he would go away. No, no. Oh, bitches. One neighbor advised Dexter to sell warming pans. So, you know, those things that were used to warm beds during the winter in the 1800s. Hot water bottles? No, these were like on sticks and they had metal at the ends. So you would fill them with coals from the fire and use them to warm your bed because they didn't have central heating in the 1700s. So they used this to warm your bed before you got into bed at night. Sounds like a fire hazard. So they convinced Dexter to sell warming pans in the West Indies, <laughs> which is located in the Caribbean. And has an average temperature between 81 and 86 degrees Fahrenheit. 
I mean, they might get cold. Here's the deal. It's 80 degrees and I'm still huddled in front of a space heater. So I get it. Despite the constant chuckles from literally everybody, Dexter purchased 42,000 warming pans and set off for the West Indies. When he got there and realized they weren't selling, he rebranded them as ladles and sold them to the owners of sugar and molasses plantations. Due to demand, Dexter was able to mark up the price 79% and then returned home. What? What? He just sounds like an entrepreneur to me. At another time, one of his neighbors advised Dexter to ship coal to Newcastle, which was and kind of still is a big exporter of coal. But Dexter didn't know this, so he did it. When Dexter arrived, he found that the mines were in the middle of a strike and thus sold all his coal and came home that much richer. Wow. His riches allowed him to do whatever he wanted to earn money. During one venture, Dexter gathered all the stray cats he could find and shipped them to the Caribbean. Turns out they had a rat infestation, and they welcomed their furry friends and willingly paid for them. I love this man. Love him. (laughs) Well, with all the sugar and molasses, I could imagine they would have pest issues. There was one point Dexter went to Boston, purchased 340 tons of whale bones, eventually becoming the only source for this key component for ladies' corsets at the time, and sold them at a 75% markup. Now, I'm not all down for the markups, but it's business. It's business. It's capitalism. Um, That's showbiz, babe. Not all of his endeavors were harmless. One source I found accounts of Dexter buying wholesale Bibles at 41 cents each and informing the West Indies that they would all go to hell if (laughs) each family did not have a Bible. So not much has changed. He sold $47,000 work of the Holy Text. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Kind of like when you walk past a Christian bookstore. (laughs) Like, shame. Shame. Right? I mean, what? Um... (laughs) By the end of the 18th century, Dexter's eccentricity had become well-known across the eastern states. This didn't bother Dexter since he considered all attention good attention. Same. Right? I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't hear you over all that coin I'm about to dive into. Call me Scrooge McDuck. His goal was to become a nobleman, but was continuously rejected by his peers who were able to sense his lack of education and manners by his regular antics. I don't need peers. One source noted that Dexter was a drunk, often being drunk in the evening and hungover in the morning. This caused Dexter to conduct most of his business in the morning. When he was hungover? No, this before he got too drunk to do business. Ah. Eventually, Dexter's antics started getting the wrong type of attention. While they stayed married, their marriage deteriorated to the point that Dexter started telling people that his wife, you know, Elizabeth Frothingham, had died and that it was her ghost that lived in the house. (laughs) It was her ghost. She still lived there. He just said, that's her ghost. She's dead. I love him. (laughs) Right? I want to be him. And they did eventually have two kids of their own, a son and a daughter. One was described as a drunk, and the other was described as a raving mad drunk. (laughs) I mean... Runs in the family. What else are you going to do in the 1700s? Your mom's a ghost. Your dad's crazy. You drink. Right? This is where the mixed up timelines comes in because I have some that say Dexter just told people his wife died and that there was a ghost in his house. While there's other sources that says Dexter's wife that said, fuck the shit, I'm out and just left. Fair. Either way, Dexter turned his house into a party house. Sort of like, you know, a frat house. The Jersey Shore. Frat frat whore. Frat Frat horse. Wow. (laughs) Rebecca. Oh, my God. My brain is not having it. It's a frat horse. <laughs> okay. Parties all the time at the chateau <laughs> with the statues. Cream colored horses. <laughs> Remember those statues? Uh-huh. Each had an inscription at the bottom that Dexter liked to have repainted all the time. 
which meant he liked to rewrite history. One poor painter was instructed. <laughs> One poor painter was instructed to change the inscription under Thomas Jefferson's statue, which read Declaration of Independence. Dexter insisted to have the inscription changed to Constitution, a point which the painter argued. Dexter got angry. He took out his long raffle, shot at the painter until the painter agreed to change it to Constitution. Well, that's kind of a dick move. If I remember correctly, Thomas Jefferson was not in the country when the Constitution was even written. Well, I mean, look, here's the deal. He's just rewriting history just for the hell of it. It's his statue. I would didn't, be... Why didn't he just go get some whiteout and was fix white it out himself? A thing? When did... I doubt whiteout was Google. a thing. <laughs> when was... It was called <laughs> whitewash and was used on fences. <laughs> and you don't, you don't use white... white why would I wrote on a statues? <laughs> on a statues. <laughs> Um, part of his antics, Dexter started acquiring a large library despite reading no more than 10 minutes a day. He upped his antics, and this included surrounding himself with those equally as eccentric, including Madame Hooper, a local rich widow who would give Dexter astrological advice in exchange for tea. Me! Girl. <laughs> so maybe we were alive in the 1700s. Right. We were just Dexter and Hooper. At one point, Dexter hired his own poet, Jonathan Plummer, a 20-year-old boy who was selling halibut, which is fish, by the way, from a wheel belt barrel. <laughs> wow. Thank you. It gets better. It gets better. Thank you. He was selling fish in the market, and one source said he sold porn. But what was porn in the 1800s? Paintings of ladies' ankles? Like, oof. Oh, I got some nice ankles. Not going to lie. I could have made it as a uh, a lady of the night in the 1700s with these I'm, ankles. I'm not terrible. I'm like, I'm a little bit curious what porn was in the 1800s. It's fine. My Google search is already fucked. By the way, I Googled 1956 for whiteout. Dexter learned that Italian poets were crowned with mistletoe. Not to be outdone, Dexter constructed a crown of parsley for the boys <laughs> since that was all that was available in his garden at the time. I love him. <laughs> love him. But having his own personal poet wasn't enough for Dexter's ego. He would often take to the streets asking innocent people if... <laughs> 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 if they knew the greatest man of the East. And no matter what their answer was, they would fall victim to Dexter being long-winded about his own accomplishments. <laughs> Maybe we were alive. We then. were, girl. We got this. It was around this point Dexter declared himself a lord. His staff quickly adjusted to Lord Timothy Dexter. I mean, Lord Dizzick from the Kardashians. That sounded like Lord Dizzick. <laughs> lord Dizzick. <laughs> No, Lord uh, Scott Disick mm -hmm. crowned himself Lord Disick, Lord and Lady, when he and Chloe had their thing podcast. Chloe. Oh, yeah. I was like, he wasn't with Chloe. No, the Lord and the Lady. Okay. Um, Dexter knew that in order to achieve his goal of immortality, he would have to follow in the footsteps of those before him and start a podcast. I'm kidding. He, <laughs> he published a memoir. Same thing. Right? Uh -huh. Reminder, Dexter had minimal education, so the book was riddled with misspellings, random capitalization, and had no punctuation whatsoever. Suedo science. The working title... <laughs> The working title was A Pickle for the Knowing Ones or Plain Truths in a Homespun Dress, which didn't make sense even after you attempted to read the book. Okay, can I just chime in real quick? My dad has a book called My Life as an Armenian Fish Farmer. So this title makes me really happy because it reminds me of my dad. <laughs> I'm sorry. One more time. What was the title? A yeah, that one. Your dad's book has always thrown me off too. But <laughs> A Pickle for the Knowing Ones. Or plain truce in a homespun dress. I, I don't know. I get it. I get it. We're not the knowing ones, so we don't get a pickle, so we don't understand it. 
Got it. Pickle for you. Um, realizing that noblemen rarely sold their memoirs, opting instead to hand them out to as gifts to a select few, Dexter decided to stand by the roadside, handing his book out to everyone who walked by. Hell yes, boy. Surprisingly, the book was popular enough for a second printing. What? what? After being that just means he gave out enough <laughs> that he ran out and could afford right. to have them printed again. After being hounded by his editor, Dexter added a full page at the end of his book of just punctuation marks. <laughs> <laughs> with so clap with instructions for the reader to pepper and salt them as you please. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we put just a page of punctuation marks on our website, please? <laughs> Theladiesestrange.com forward slash pickle for the knowing ones. Yes! <laughs> Just punctuation. Yes! I love it. It's perfect. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, despite everything he had going for him, Dexter was dissatisfied with the amount of adulation received from his peers. Pause. Did I mispronounce something? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Repeat it again because I wasn't paying attention. Adulation? <laughs> adulation? They like praise respect they liked him sounds right i can't look it up because i have a page of 1800 porn <laughs> saved on my phone to show you guys when we're done recording so i can't lose that search that so important <laughs> um god i love you okay so like normal people do dexter faked his own death to see how people really felt about the amazing lord timothy dexter same <laughs> i mean the thoughts never crossed my mind uh-uh. <laughs> nope not once mm-mm the tomb was well ventilated and extravagant. It was in the basement of a summer home. The coffin was constructed by the best cabinet maker in the area using the finest mahogany one can buy. One source I found says apparently the coffin was like so fine that Dexter took to sleeping in it for like weeks afterwards. God, this man. Except for not because my little claustrophobic behind me would be like, no, I'm good. You don't have to put the lid on. I would not. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for that disclaimer. (laughs) So Dexter had a few trusted people organize the event. Unfortunately, he let his wife and children in on the prank, giving them strict instructions to act the part. Well, I thought, oh, no, it hurt ghost. I thought his wife was dead. Well, that's what he told people. (laughs) They never resolved that. I mean, this is a man who wrote an entire book without punctuation until you got to the last page. About pickles and dresses. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't porn? Are you (laughs) (laughs) I tried to read some of it. Like, trying to read some of it will give you a headache. Oh, God. Like, I'm pretty sure he spelled general J-N-E-R-L. I could probably handle it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll see if I can find a link and put it on the blog. Like, I should have. Do I have a link? I'll find it later. On the day of his funeral, 3,000 people showed up to the grand affair. Not bad. Uh, Dexter watched gleefully beneath a board of wooden planks. As expensive liquor flowed, Dexter was pleased to see his son mourning, albeit drunkenly mourning, but was shocked to see that his wife's face was smiling and dry. Dexter then approached his wife in the kitchen and caned her. Oh, Dexter, no. You were doing so good. This caning caused a commotion, causing the other t- attendees to see what was going on. Saw Dexter alive and well. <laughs> Beating his <laughs> It's a horrible time to laugh. <laughs> At which point, Dexter greeted them with a smile, then proceeded to join in on the moments of drinking. Not the continued beating of his wife. Don't be a dick, and you won't get the stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> so. On October 26, 1806, Dexter quietly passed away for real this time at the oh. age of 59. 
I had to put it in for real this time. <laughs> um, his estate was divided equally between his wife and children and those close to him. In 1815, a strong gale came through and blew down most of the wooden statues. The statues were then auctioned off, going for a whopping prices between 50 cents and five bucks. Ah, oh, in when? 1815. Okay. I would have bought one. <laughs> <laughs> Even in death, society still did their best to separate themselves from Dexter. Newburyport's Board of Health claimed that the tomb Dexter had constructed years earlier was unsanitary. Therefore, Lord Timothy Dexter was finally laid to rest in a normal cemetery. And that is the bonkers life of Timothy Dexter. Okay, minus pointing the gun at the guy to change the inscription and beating his wife, which that one's a hard one to overlook. And if it, I, I can't. But dude, this guy. <laughs> right? Like, I want to be known for being as eccentric as this right? guy. And I want to write a book and have just a page of punctuation. Put this where you will. Well, they have those like wreck this journals and like complete your own ending books. Mm-hmm. So we could totally write one. Yeah. And just yeah, be like the that. punctuations at the end. Put it where you see fit. Whatever that sentence enhancer appeases you. I can't spell and I hate grammar because I'm always so bad at punctuation and everything. So I could see myself doing this and it makes me really happy. And he's so eccentric. And who doesn't want a statue of themselves, right? <laughs> I don't know that I want one of myself just because there's other things to look at. Girl, I give you a statue of me to put in your house and you give me a statue of you. It won't be set. Tiffany and Bigfoot in my garden. It's happening. Oh my God. Yes. (gasps) Can we get some little gnomes too for me to be like pinching their little cheeks? (laughs) I was thinking you guys like look like you're like sneaking through my woods. Perfect. Let's do it. Anyway, Rebecca, I can make a statue of you too. But you would just be sitting there rolling your eyes on a bench. That, that'd be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Timothy Dexter. And that's twice now I snipe subjects from y'all. Okay. This one, I told you I was going to cover some. I got a suggestion from somebody. And I was like, oh my God, there's somebody who is known for being eccentric and I want to be them and I need to cover this. How was I supposed to know this was the same person? He's so eccentric. There's more than one eccentric person. Yeah, you cost a really, that's a really big net. I Did am... you get this suggestion from somebody that we know? Nope. Well, indirectly. So Thor, my brother, introduced me to the YouTube channel Salmonella. Oh, and that's where that's this person- where I found and I'm like, I need to cover this. You mother trucker. That was a good one. Thank you. Hot dang. It still cracks me up that I was like 10, what, seven minutes into my story. And you're like, wait a second. It just well, she. I don't think she had actually started researching, really researching him yet. No, I just knew it was a very eccentric person who was disowned by a lot of people because they couldn't mm-hmm. handle how awesome he was. <laughs> and I relate to that. <laughs> not been disowned by anyone a lot of people don't like me a lot of people have turned to the other way when they see you coming down the hallway but no one has disowned you (laughs) they're like nope 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 haven't finished my coffee yet uh Uh, i want to be a dexter more ways than one haven't even seen the show but that one kind of intrigues me too oh that's what we should do we should go back in time (laughs) and be dexter and not kane our wife (laughs) and we'll be good I want to be the lady that gave him astrological readings for tea. Yeah. Oh, girl, we could live it up in my mansion with all my statues. Rebecca could be the young man that sold porn. (laughs) (laughs) Again, what does that mean in the 1800s? I have a Google search (laughs) pulled up. Ready to show you. Well, on that note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics, Rebecca might steal them. (laughs) 
You can send, but you can still send them Scuff. to our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash theladiesofstrange. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye. Bye. Quit stealing my shit, bitch. Quit stealing. She stole mine. We, <gasps> we have to steal hers next. Done. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.